Ladies and gentlemen, is the decades-long Sydney institution that puts sport front and centre. Oh, yeah. In 2023, absolutely brilliant. Here comes the ready now. This motley crew are taking another lap around the park. Figuratively. They're not doing any more cardio than they need to these days. Would you put your hands together? Iron Woman, Candace Warner, Racing Royalty, Richard Friedman, and a self-proclaimed former soccer prodigy, Brendan Anakin. And here we go. It's the port of call for all the big names from every code. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. So welcome back. Oh, the gang all here, although uh, Candace Warner, lucky to be. Mm. Uh, you are a very punctual woman. You are always on time. You had to say, I'm sorry, I'm five minutes late because your house was a zoo, Candace. Oh, no, what mic are you on? Have you switched mics? Yeah. Mics, yeah. <laughs> Great start. That's, that's the mic I've got. Do I keep talking? Just here you go, have a go. Can you hear me now? Yay! Oh, there we go. There's that's a good start. going on. It is something happening... What's, up, what's wrong? What's, what's going on? Okay, so I woke up this morning and my house has been invaded. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about hundreds of crickets. You know the what? thing, crickets, that I know you think, oh, I have a cricket in my house. Oh, funny, funny. <laughs> I'm talking about crickets everywhere. Really? Bouncing the, off. The Warners have a cricket problem. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Bouncing <laughs> off the walls in my pool. And I hate bugs. And with David being away, I have to now be the person that... Scoops them up, yeah. kills them, squashes well, then, well, no, them. No, 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 no. Never kill crickets. Well, when there's a no, thousand no. of them. It's bad luck. Oh. It's bad luck. I'm telling you to kill crickets. Yeah, but I, what What do I do? I don't yeah. know well, what to do. You have to, to encourage do. them to and leave. And I also watch how when there's Please so leave. many and I'm screaming. Come on, crickets. I feel like I need one of those bee things that you put what, over What, like a hazmat suit? I, I need a yeah. hazmat suit. For but it gets worse. Okay. What do you mean? So I dealt with the crickets. Yeah. And screaming kids because they're as petrified as well, I am. because you frightened them. No, listen, <laughs> it's not one or two. We'll it, put it up on socials because you said we'd be surprised by the amount of crickets and we went, <laughs> okay, and then you showed us and we were like, oh, but my is God. But anyone else <laughs> suffering from these crickets at the moment? And one triple three five three, the number. Yeah. You have a cricket problem. But I, hmm. I, Candace Warner, I looked it up because <laughs> standing by. I thought this is... I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And apparently in Texas, they had the, the same problem a few years ago. The t- yes, the Texas cricket massacre. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Still so, talking about it. Can yeah. I say? They made a movie, I think. <laughs> so I dealt with the crickets. Yeah. And I'm g- heading out to go to work, coming here this morning, and I open the garage door, and we have a door that goes from our house into the garage. And this cat. Yeah. Well designed. Yeah. Yeah. That is a well designed house. Feature. I'm just it is an painting a picture for everyone. This I'm there. cat started to walk at me. It came at me and I am got a cat problem. Now. I don't have a cat. It was a a, a, a stray random, cat. A stray what cat. is going on in your place? I don't know. You've got a lovely place. And I'm what's happening? I am absolutely petrified of cats. So this Hat started to walk in. It was white and ginger and black and it had red eyes. Oh, they're the worst. And it started going bad cats. Ee! <laughs> at me. At me. Did it? Just, and just I didn't know what one to more do. Time. So I ran out of the just house. Just do that sound no, again. Come screaming. on. Screaming. Thank goodness for Gus, the builder across the road, who is so lovely. I said, Gus, I am petrified. I cannot leave this cat in my house and I don't know what to do. So Gus was also a little bit scared. Really? He came you get the in. the pool scoop to the cat? Mm. It was full of crickets. <laughs> picked up the week. cat up. Should have thought of that. And, and anyway, so that's why I was late to work this morning. The crickets and oh, the cat. God. That's I know. bizarre. It is bizarre. Is it all sorted? Like the cat 
cat well, gone. Well, the cat's gone, but I'm scared to go home because I don't know what's going to. Yeah. Mm. I think you'll have to move. Yeah. I may have to. <laughs> I may have to. Is it that bad? Oh, Dave, we've moved into a hotel. <laughs> the crickets have taken over. The magnitude. It's not one or two crickets. <laughs> It's hundreds of crickets. They know too. They know he's over in India. Now's yeah. our time, boys. Oh, now's now's our time. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out. Let's get her now. Um, and get that cat over as well. <laughs> oh, well, wonderful you even made it in after that morning. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of trauma attached but to I that. But I do want to know, how can I stop these crickets? What can I do? I need your help. Okay, if you Have do you know. Have enough of cricket? You would think so. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Great night of footy last night. I am aroused by the Dolphins, and we're going to get to that <laughs> in the next 15 yes. minutes. Oh, You're you just wait. You're... Oh, you just wait. Yeah, and uh, you watching Flipper. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins, not a Dolphin. Oh. Um, and South were out to a, a 10-0 lead against the Roosters. Uh, they were able to rein them in. Roosters uh, going on to win 20-18, to and this man would be pretty happy with that. Uh, the 5-8th for the Roosters. Luke Keery joins us. Morning, mate. Good morning. Thanks for having us on. Oh, it's a pleasure having you on, Luke, and congratulations on last night. It looked a bit, it looked a bit, uh, well, let's say worrying early in the match when they skipped away to a bit of a lead there. And But a few changes in personnel on the field, a few guys came off the bench and things seemed to turn around then. Yeah, we got we got punched in the face there at the start. They come out, they come out hard. We know they're, they're probably the best attacking team in the comp and they, they tore us apart with those two quick tries and everything was kind of going against us. And then uh, Brendan and Jared kind of came on there. I think it was around the 25th minute mark and you could feel the whole game change the momentum. Brendan started running out of dummy half and yeah, it was good. It was good to see Jared come back and then Brendan um, have a really good game for us. After the South's um, first two opening tries, the Roosters really fought hard and you got yourselves back into the game. What was the mindset there? Was it just to wait that period out and then trust the process? Yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a journey for us, um, Candice. We've had probably in past years, we probably would have fallen off there. South have done this to us a couple of times and then run away with the game after that start. But we kind of said to each other, we're okay here, just hang on. Um, the game will turn. And yeah, I was, I was really proud of the boys, especially there's a few of those young middles there um, that did a really good job for us. They just hung on through that tough period and then yeah, that we turned it around. It's, I think it was a big, it's a big step for our team. What is it about Jared? I mean, he comes mm. on. He, he's he's been going around for years, but he just seems to change the mindset of the people around him. It might be 120 kilo kiwi. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm aware of that. Bit. Rides a Harley Davidson. <laughs> yes. I thought Brent. Uh, I don't know, mate. No, he's he's that type of guy on the field. Like I remember when I first came into first grade playing against him. You keep one eye out to see where he is. Uh, and then when you're on his team, he's, there's a big presence and energy about him. You feel safe on the field with him. Um, he's, he's obviously a quality player, but he brings that intimidation, aggression. Uh, he makes you feel really comfortable and safe. Mm. I thought um, Brendan Work. Smith was really good last night. Yeah. He was in a bit of doubt going into last night's game, but last night just I thought was he was back to his best. Yeah, it was good to see, obviously, you know, first week, he, he's had, had two head knocks in the first two weeks. He hurt his back last week against New Zealand. He kind of bit rocky for him, but he was touch and go. I think day before the game, he did a fitness test and he was in. We didn't know how, how many minutes he was going to play, but it worked out perfect for us there. 
obviously all the momentum against us. Brendan comes on. He told us straight away. He said we're going to go through the middle. Started running the ball, and yeah, he was big for us. We were. Um, I'm excited to excited to play with him this year. Mm. You mentioned head knocks. Uh, the new 11 day concussion protocol uh, now in place. Uh, you're a man that's had a couple um, in your time. Uh, how's this been met in in the locker room by the players? Yeah, we haven't spoken too much about it. I think. The rule before, there was a recommendation for 10 days and you had to go see independent doctor to get cleared. Um, Robbo usually get, usually gives that 10 days unless it's, you know, someone like Victor who just <laughs> refuses to yeah. take the 10 days. But, um, yeah, I think... But he's got to be protected from himself, hasn't he? Yeah. He does, he does. And that's... that's mm. oh, I, I, think it's, I think it's good. I don't know. Obviously, they haven't released research and things like that on if it's actually beneficial, but... I think it takes the decision out of the players' hands. And mm. as players, we probably don't see it now, but I reckon when we're finished, uh, we're a bit older, we'll probably be thankful that the NRL and the clubs and doctors were looking out for us. Luke, you're the chief playmaker last night and for the Roosters. Are you the chief party planner today for your son's second birthday? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so what, what's your involvement? Do you have to blow blow the balloons yeah. or are you at a park somewhere now minding the, the summer shed and the bench? Is that how it goes? I went and bought him uh, just, I went and bought him T-ball and basketballs and footballs <laughs> and things like that. He's got no idea. So what? Family to family will come over and and all yeah. what, so What's the theme? Because I've got a two-year-old daughter. It's her birthday in a couple of weeks. We've gone trolls. We're going Troll, trolls yeah, theme. What you are you doing? Have a theme? Yeah, we're, you yeah. we're bluey, bluey, bluey. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Oh, Tried good. and tested. No, nah, it's a good theme. <laughs> I like bluey. <laughs> I like bingo. Better. You don't have any kids. Why are you watching bluey <laughs> no, no, by no, yourself? <laughs> oh no, you're right. Yeah. Okay, you got me there. Yeah. Uh, Luke Keery, uh, well done. A couple on the bounce now for the Roosters. Uh, all the best with the season, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Very quick recap uh, from you, Candice Warner. It was yep. a horror morning uh, yep. for you. A cat attacked oh. you. Uh, well, cricket infestation. The cat entered my house and I was absolutely petrified. But the cricket thing is what I need to get on top of. It's, 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 it's bad. You showed us a bag. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of crickets at your house, like an yeah. alarming amount so of crickets. We know that came from her house. So when I was looking, <laughs> just quickly, when I was looking up how to get rid of them, it says turn lights off. So I'm, I'm at night time, oh I'm sitting in the house God. in the dark. <laughs> oh, it's, it's bad. What a sad life. They're bouncing everywhere. It is, it's not funny. It's bad. No, it's it's, it's disaster. It's hysterical. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's pretty okay. funny. It's not. Okay. Really? Well, yes. You're that frightened of cats. I'm talking about the crickets. The crickets, oh, mate. Keep up. Wake what? up. <laughs> Wake up. Weren't you frightened of a cat a minute ago? <laughs> yeah, but we've moved on. Uh, look, there are heaps of crickets. Uh, Candice wants to know on 13353, how do you get rid of them? Um, Steve from Maroubra wants to help. G'day, Steve. G'day, boys. How are you? Hey, Candice. Hi, Steve. How you going, love? Good? good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, we've got a great local um, pest controller, Frankie, had a chat with him this morning yep. after hearing your uh, dilemma. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And he reckons he can sort it out, no problem. No, no, he's going to kill right. them. You can't no, kill them. No, it's bad luck. Them. Get rid of them. And put some powder that will deter them. Okay. Deter them. Deter, right. deter, deter them. Deter is not solving. <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what Putin's doing to people, deterring <laughs> deter. them. Frankie, I'll give Frankie a call. Give Frankie a buzz. Michael from Penrith. Uh, that was really just an ad <laughs> for a pest control agency. What about you, Michael? Have you got any uh, solutions? Uh, yeah, hugs and spiders. They'll clean them up real quick. See, they're oh. allowed to kill them. Right, because if they get in the house, you can't kill them. Because it's the natural <laughs> because order. Because it's bad luck to kill spiders in the house. Okay. So do you and, and they'll 
They'll clean up any moths and cockroaches that happen to come in as well. Okay. Yeah. Because what I also did research was that the get fact a that we farm. haven't had much rain lately. Apparently, mm. we need the rain to get rid of them as well. Right. We had three years of rain. I know. No. Did you see I that? So La Nina's done, and now they're like, brace for El Nino. Yeah. It's like, now it's going to be arid and drought. It's like, give me a break. <laughs> where, where, is Michael still there? Where, where do you go and get a team of huntsmen? Team of huntsmen, where do you get them? Yeah. Is there a oh. huntsman farm or something? Or No, they like cocos palms. So Plant a couple of them. So you climb yeah. a cocos palm. <laughs> I think I would rather right. have a heap of crickets than a couple of huntsmen in my house. All right. Thank you for that, Michael. You're off to John Wick, uh, a preview screening of it, you and three mates. Well done. Does that solve your uh, your issues, Ken? What about the oh, pussycat? Really. How do you keep him out? Oh. Ah, see. Mm. Yeah. There's your next problem. Okay. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Casting our eye over the NRL this hour, all other sports next. Uh, Thursday night, defence was not the winner. Manly 34, the Eels 30. The Eels have gone 0-3 to start the season after being in the grand final last year. It's pretty unfair. We've heard throughout the week the scheduling with the Eels. So they played... um, No. Scheduling. Eels. Eels. Get the violin out for the Eels here. Hang on. I'll find it. <laughs> we got the violet. But you know. The- yeah, here it is. Okay. Listen, the Eels do have it tough on the schedule. They've got the Panthers um, on Thursday night who have come off a bye. Mm. Then after that, they've got the Roosters who are coming off a bye. Mm. So that's not really that fair. Yeah, who cares? No, it's the Eels. You know? <laughs> you just got to love to hate them. Okay. You know? All right. I'm just saying that they. I'm a manly man myself. They need to. <laughs> <laughs> just saying they need to look at that because they also what? played manly and they came off the bike. Don't worry as about well. that. They, they almost beat manly anyway. Yeah. But the, I think the second half, it was hot that night. Mm. Right. That was a that was a stinking hot night. It would have been really humid down in that hollow where Brookvale is. Yeah. And I reckon the players were just, they just weren't match fit enough. They're only. You know, in the first few matches of the season. Look, there was 12 tribes. But if uh, what I'm saying is if you're, for the next two games, and it happened against Manly, if you're coming off a team that is fresh, you've got to be at a dis- disadvantage. 30 points, letting 30 points in isn't great. Josh Schuster was amazing. You've got an incredible 5-8th in Josh Schuster. Oh, my Goes God. Goes well. Did you see the chip and chase? I saw. Not a traditional body for a 5-8th either, but my God, he's good. But the superstar was there. Tom. Oh, yeah. There's Turbo. No, He's I didn't just... think it was that – it was a no, lot look, of tries, but I didn't think it was that good of a it, game, to be honest. Really? No, I didn't. Well, we'll talk about the, the other game soon. Tell you what was a great game. <laughs> I'm aroused. I love the Dolphins. It's their third win in a row. You, you love the Dolphins. You loved Penrith last week. Fins up, baby. You, you are a flipper. Fins up, baby. It's bye week. I've got to be watching something, and I'm watching – well, <laughs> the Dolphins. Well, Wayne Bennett actually came out after the game. He said out of all the three games, that was their poorest performance. Uh, but they have got the Broncos next week, and it will be a home game for the Dolphins up at Suncorp. But they could be without Felice Cafusi. Yes. i tell you what I couldn't believe about them. I watched that match too. And is that they had so much composure for a team that's just been thrown together. Mm. They, you know, when things were going bad, they just sort of, they went back to the simple things, and apparently that's what Wayne told them at half time. Said, just keep it simple, boys. Well, the Knights did have a lot of injuries. They had 10 to 12 players out. Like, that's a lot. 
Yeah, kudos to the Knights, to be honest. You're missing a 30, your your top 30. And a a couple of crucial errors were made by a couple of those young blokes that came on. And you can't blame them. They came on in front of their home crowd for their first time and they're going to make an error or two. But the Dolphins are now leading on the ladder after three rounds. What about that? Who would have thought? What about that? You know what? Hear that noise. Yeah. Right? There's never been a dolphin on the planet has ever made that noise. If you search dolphin sound effects, which I obviously did this morning, (laughs) that that comes up every time. That is the dolphin sound effect. That is is a dolphin. You go, hey, is that a dolphin? Only because it was a flipper. Looks like it. That was flipper. That was flipper. Yeah. There's never been. What was flipper? Well, there were many flippers. What was flipper? Of course he was a dolphin. I rest my case. This is a sports <laughs> update. It is. Oh, Not the animal update. Well, they shouldn't have called themselves the dolphins. Okay. <laughs> uh, and in the other game last night, the Roosters 20 beat South's 18. Uh, that's really a game South should have won. They got it to 10-0 and what, it looked like they put Q in the what rack. What is the sound for a sad rabbit? Oh, oh. come on. Listen. listen. Eating because it's sad. So I think South probably should have won, but they didn't. Um, yeah. The Roosters were too good. Joey Manu was too good. And in that second half, just try-saver, absolute try-saver. Um, and Latrell after the match said that just wasn't good enough by South. I thought Cam Murray put in a, a really solid performance, um, plenty of tackles like he always does. But Brendan Smith was yeah. Brilliant. They had well as soon as they, as Jared Weir Hargraves came on and and Brandon Smith came on, the the they just seemed to turn. They seemed to click. Mm. And you know, I don't know why that would happen, but I guess we'll get to that. That was on the field. What did you think of off the field where uh, adult fans in the away bay were charged double what the Warriors fans were the week before by Roosters? CEO Joe Kelly. Yeah, I don't like this. Apparently, it's some tiered system that they do. I think, first of all, if you want to have the tiered system, $90 is Big just time. way but too much. But the tiers are only for that game, so yes. playing South, and the Anzac Day game. There's yeah. no other tiers. It should yeah. be like the EPL where it is capped. I think over in England, it's around 30 or £35 pound a ticket. That is it. This tiered system is, yeah. is rubbish. It's, I don't like it. it. It'll end in tiers. In this, eco- in this economic climate as well, yep. that's not fair. It's not fair, it Richard. It isn't fair. And that's for a nosebleed seat as well. the greatest dad joke of the show. No, you uh, don't crack good was jokes it? at all. I just said it'll end in tears. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that the joke? That was the gag. Why? Oh. Oh. No, you've got to explain it right. now. No, no, now, if you're going to stop it you're going to indulge me for one second. Too. Yeah. Uh, West Tigers, right? They haven't been going very well, okay? Yeah. And explain the joke. Well, Lee... <laughs> <laughs> Lee Hadjapantelis, who is the chairman of the West Tigers, yeah. got an absolute hammering on uh, one of the footy shows on Fox. And really, all he said was, you know, if we'd attacked better, we might have, you know, we probably have won. I mean, that's all he said. Mm. And he just got hammered. I think it was unfair. Do you see him how Very much unfair. drop ball there was last night, though, especially yeah. in that second half? It was a drop ball-a-thon. It was. It, uh, that's true. I mean, it's early in the season. Come on. You can drop a bit of ball. Early in the season, mm. can't you? You said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's just a mental picture no one No one have. wanted that. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman and Brendan Anakin, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Play your way this autumn racing carnival by setting your own odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And from Betfair, Tom Haylock joins us to preview. Well, a massive day at Rose Hill. Five group ones. What an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, good. I was out at Rose Hill last week. 
Yeah. It's beautiful. Doesn't it? Uh, for all uh, the latest, Tom Haylock joins us. Morning, mate. Great to be with you. Yeah, hope you're all excited. Massive day at Rose Hill. I can't wait to get stuck into it. Okay, let's get straight into the slipper. <laughs> uh, what do you think's going on in the slipper? Tough race. We've seen the speed come out this morning, obviously. Um, I think some of it's clearly the horse to beat. He's $3.40 on Betfair at the moment. Early money, he maps superbly. He's um, done nothing wrong this campaign. He's the horse to beat. Whether I, I personally win on him or not, that's the question. I think King's Gambit from a stable that gets them peaking at their grand finals, trialled enormous the other day, ties in and, and actually started shorter than Cylinder when they met. He's $9.20. Um, Richard, which way are you leaning? I tell you how I'm going. Mm. I think a filly will win the slipper. And I, I'll tell Does you why he? I think the filly will win the slipper. Because they've been as good, if not better, virtually all two-year-old season so far. There's no dominant colt. There doesn't appear to be a group of dominant colts. They get a weight uh, advantage over the colts because they get a couple of kilos off for being a filly. I don't know if that should happen, but it does. Mm. And I just think one of the fillies will win and it'll probably be Annabelle's filly, learning to fly. Mm. She's done nothing wrong. So nothing. Uh, she's she's $7.20 at the moment, Richard. Yep. Hey, Tom, that's really bad news for me because I've already invested on Don Corleone, who is a colt. <laughs> I just thought it's grand final day for it. It's a Snowden-trained horse. They love a uh, you know a, a juvenile horse in their grand finals. What, what are we getting about Don Corleone? Exactly right. Uh, about $12 at the moment, obviously um, fantastic. And that Blue Diamond's got to be respected as well. What a tough race it is. The Rambit, all the money's come for Moonga this morning, into $3.40 at the moment, Moonga. Um, been very well backed. I'm more against him. I'll be more inclined to lay Moonga against Gold mm. Trip and Dubai. Me I too. I've spent a lot of time for what about in some of the other races? Have you got any roughies? I like those. You the do like your roughies. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, that's because I th- that's There's a gag there. I'm when not you're touching only... it. <laughs> Listen, Richard. No, Wide berth. Why even bring it up? I'm not, I'm not bringing anything up. <laughs> anyway, so what, what's something that's, uh, you know, paying well? My, my best two roughies, probably race three, um, Supergirl, number nine, about that $8 mark. Stable going really well. Waterhouse and bought, trialled up fantastically. And first up over 1,900 metres, I think she can run well. And Hell I Am in race five as well. I'm more inclined to lay economics from a tricky barrier, and I think Hell I Am can get over the top of the lay at about $10, Candice. Fantastic. That's good. Unreal. And, of course, you can do it all on Betfair. Play your way this autumn racing carnival by setting your own odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Good on you, Tom. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. See you, Tom. Uh, now, is that your best of the day, uh, learning uh, to fly? I, I, think, I think it has to be. I think you've got to go on the big race, haven't you? Everyone wants to have a bet in the golden Absolutely. slipper. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking learning to fly because I, I do think that the Phillies might have the edge on the Colts. I, I don't really like that Blue Diamond Melbourne form don't you? coming up. No. Well, that's really bad news for me. I know. Really I bad know, news. But I, I just don't think they've got the depth of competition in the two-year-old ranks that we have up here. I've already invested. I can't get this money back, Candice. What about Cylinder, though? <laughs> Who? Cylinder. No, nah, it'll get Cylinder. rolled. Look, I, he'll run well. but Anything I, that is ridden by James McDonald has yeah, got to be up there. Yeah, Absolutely. Although he's, his record in the slipper, having ridden that's right. a lot in the slipper, I think he's won one of them. Yeah. So... It's got a little bit to do there. And a two-year-old race, like anything could happen, right, Richard? Correct. And barriers will make a difference, and luck in running will make a huge difference, and the Melbourne horses, mm. Colts, could run one, two, three. I'm going to go Cylinder then. Look, okay, you'll probably win too. I'm going to go Cylinder. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably win. Like you said, J-Mac doesn't tend to do well in the slipper. He's due to do well in the slipper. No, he wins true. everything else. Let's yeah. just go with could Cylinder. roll that into Animo. Ooh. Yeah, oh, yes. Yes, you could. That's a Godolphin double. What about that? Gamble responsibly. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Did you ever 
Shut up. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. Uh, the NRL has introduced a mandatory 11-day stand-down period for concussed players in a move to protect players' short and long-term health. Uh, it was effective as of the Eels-Manly game, so uh, effective right now. Uh, for more on the matter, joined by uh, rugby league great James Graham. Good morning, mate. Yeah, good morning, everyone. How are we doing? We're good, doing well. How are you, Jimmy? Now, this this new rule, they've brought it in. Uh, they say it's not in a, re- a reaction to the AFL players starting a class action against the AFL over not protecting them while they were playing the game, and now now you know a number of them have got ongoing problems. Um, and and I look, I respect that. This is going to happen in every sport that has some sort of head contact. But how is this going to work? It's an eleven day stand down period, mandatory for concussed players in a match and in training. And and I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts on how they're going to enforce this at training. Yeah, well, that it's, it comes down to honesty, doesn't it? Um, and, you know, speaking to the medical professionals like I have, they, they tell me that the best tool that they have at their disposal in, in, in order to you know, diagnose and manage concussion is honesty and look, look while I applaud the, the NRL um, in you know kind of taking it out of the players' hands, protecting them from themselves. I would like to see more information uh, given to the players, more explanation given to the players. Br- bring all the stakeholders, the player, the coaches, the fans, uh, the people in the media. Bring them along on this journey with us because it's such an important topic. It's on the minds of of everybody um, that's involved in sport. Um, explain to them why we're doing this, but also really hammer home that message of you need to be honest because, look, I get it. I I understand I've been in that position before where I've lied about concussion and the symptoms of concussion and saying I'm okay, but we really need a a culture shift in this. And not just only the message, it can't just be done via email. You've got to get there in front of people uh, with the medical experts to to just inform the, the, the players and the coaches about some of the potential long-term consequences of you know, not being truthful with the issue like concussion and, and, the, and the mismanagement of it. So now with this new 11-day stand-down period, do you think that the grand final needs to be pushed back a week? There needs to be a, a, mm. a, a spare week in between the semi-final and the final because what happens if someone mm. gets concussed at training in the, in the lead-up? I just feel like there's just too much... At stake. It's a good now. point. Yeah, look, I think that that, um, that that's a question on everybody's mind. Things like state of origin, grand uh, finals, games, uh, grand final, especially. No one wants to see um, players miss out on that. Um, I'll take you back to, to 2014. Michael Innes, good friend of mine, uh, he missed the the Bulldogs grand final due to an injury. Obviously, the Cooper Cronk with the shoulder. He was. Um, he managed to, to, to needle that up and play on. So other injuries happen where players will miss big games. Now, why do we treat concussion any differently? Um, look, it's, a, it's as serious as, as all the other non-you uh, know ones that stop you from you know playing rugby league and, and performing at your tasks. But um, look, this is this is a very interesting. Um, uh, it's a very interesting dilemma that that it will be that could be faced by players, and hey, I've been in that situation before, uh, or at least in a finals game where, you know, I was knocked out um, on a Saturday playing against the Brisbane Broncos for the Dragons. Uh, six days later, we had uh, the second finals game against South, and you know, I I, um, I, ch- I chose to play. Um, had these rules been in place then and there, 
I wouldn't have been able to. Now, I don't know how I would have felt about that. Um, it would have been difficult for me to overcome, but you know, perhaps if the, the culture was more accepting of you know, not playing because of a concussion injury, I wouldn't have felt, um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't have felt that dilemma and uh, the, the worry about not playing. I've seen a few arguments, um, and it is the minority that, you know, the, the game's going soft because of this stand-down policy, but I guess it's a leading question, but shouldn't there be more celebration that we're actually being aligned with other codes protocols? I mean, in Rugby Union, you've got the 11-day stand-down, AFL is 12 days. Shouldn't, shouldn't we be celebrating that, you know, there is a bit more safety now in, in the NRL? Yeah, well, look, I mean, anybody that, that says the game's gone soft, I, I don't know what product they're watching. It yeah, me neither. Me. Um, like, you know, uh, get, get um, listen to Triple M, you know, watch on Fox Sports or Channel 9 or whatever, and you'll see that the game's not gone soft. So I think they're disillusional. Um, and look, we, we've got, you know, with what's happened in the AFL and some, some of the sports across the globe, like, the game has to do it. Mm. it the game isn't emotionally, you know, the power brokers, they're not emotionally invested in the two points or who wins the final. They want to see the game grow and prosper into the future so that we have a sport in the future. And if we don't manage this properly, you know, there's, there's an argument there to say that we won't be able to have a game in the future. Mm. You know, it will, you know, the, the, the possibility of a lawsuit, you know, if mismanaged. And also the, the power brokers, know that they're going to be judged on this in years to come. Mm, they sure and will. If, if, they, if they know, if they have the information where they're, that they're deeming this is best practice as of today with what we know now, then they have an obligation to implement based on best practice, best practice from the medical advice that they're receiving. James, tremendously personal question this, but in your darker moments, do you get really frightened about this? Because you, you you'd had a fair few head knocks you played it that way. Does it does it frighten you? No, I don't get frightened. I don't get worried. Uh, they're not an effective strategy um, in any walk of life. I understand they are a, an emotion, but what I try and do is be proactive with these things. I'm not going to plead ignorance. Um, and like I've said many times now, uh, I don't want any sympathy for, for who I was or what I did. Uh, what I want to do is get solutions. Uh, with things like degenerative brain uh, issues and diseases um, they are progressive but what I've been uh, what I've been told is that um, you can put the brakes on these things and you can hit the accelerator now there is a bit of lack of education this is something that we are pushing for with an annual brain body and mind checkup and more education around these degenerative brain issues but I'm looking I'm, I'm getting as much evidence as I can and you know I'm not perfect with, with how I lead my life but I'm certainly trying to hit the brakes more than I'm hitting the accelerator um, and unfortunately, some of the, the players I used to play with and against, they, they run away. Um, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And unfortunately, some of them are hitting the accelerator. Even mm. things like management of pain. Like a lot of former players don't know how to manage their pain issues. Um, they used to being you know, expertly looked after um, you know, with by medical professionals. And then they're out all on their own. They don't know how to manage that pain and they self-medicate and and do things that perhaps aren't in their best interest moving forward. So, again, one thing we're looking for is the solution to this is the the annual brain, body and mind checkup to be made available for for all former pro athletes and and NRL players in particular. Well, we know you're a big advocate of this and it's great to hear from someone that has been affected by it and it seems like a really great step forward for the NRL. So, James Graham, thank you so much for your time this morning. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update.
That's right. We did NRL uh, last hour. You missed any of it. It'll be on the listener app after the show. And the Super Rugby, the Hurricanes smashed uh, the Waratahs 34-17. And what about the Sydney Kings? Back-to-back champions, Candice Warner. So good. So good. I reckon next year is going to be, they're going to be three. Yeah, um, 77-69, they uh, beat the New Zealand Breakers. One of the great post-game F-bombs as well from our mate Angus Glover. Yes, I heard Do, that. Would you like to hear it again? Yes. Here we go. Unbelievable. Um, Do you know what we've done this year? I mean, look at this place. It's rocking. Sorry for the language. <laughs> <laughs> you can it was so pronounced. It was one of my absolute favourites. Yeah. Uh, anything else for the sports update, Candice? Yes, yeah, yeah. So the Suncorp netball kicks off tonight with the Swifts taking on the Magpies. We've got Sydney FC versus the Western Sydney Wanderers. And the Australian cricket team went down to India last night in the first ODI. They went down by five wickets. Uh, yeah, so it, it wasn't very good. Marsh came in 81 or 56, and then there was a massive batting collapse, eight for 59. Jeez, there's a collapse in our team, isn't there? Mm. You, you can, can always, if I was the opposition, you'd always be thinking, there's just a collapse around the corner here with the Australians. It can happen they at any time. They always rally. They'll rally. Don't yeah, you worry about will. that. Yeah, they will. They will. Next game is tomorrow in Vizag, so... That should be a lot better. Swans versus Gold Coast in the AFL tonight. You can hear it on Triple M and Listener. And GWS uh, versus Adelaide tomorrow. You can hear that on the Listener app to preview both games. The great Jude Bolton, former Swan, uh, joining us right after this. Look, the footy is back in NRL form, but I felt like something's been missing. Something's been missing, and finally my itch has been scratched. The AFL back. You should have seen me channel surfing last night. Really? Oh, AFL. Yeah, I love the AFL. NRL back, fourth. Cricket. That's, oh. It's all good, is it? It's all happening. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jude Bolton joins us now for a little preview. Swans Giants are still yet to play, so we'll get his thoughts. Former Swan and one third of the Rush Hour weekdays from 4pm. G'day, Bolt. How are you, my man? Good, Brendo, Candice, Richard. How are we? Good. Very well, mate. Great to hear your voice. Mate, just a massive game at the G last night. It was uh, pretty exciting with uh, Collingwood getting the, the chocolates last night. But, yeah, we will wait to see how the Giants and also the Swans go this weekend now. Jude, the Swans have travelled up to the Gold Coast. And I noticed the Swannies have actually, they took over the whole Virgin aircraft. How cool is that? It's pretty cool, yeah. I think um, they they travel with a huge party these days. The footy the footy sides is quite often more uh, more staffed than, than players that uh, head up to to look after them and, and get them right for the game. But um, yeah, it's exciting. The, the the season's finally kicking off properly now, and the, there's been two amazing games thus far. And now the Swans get a chance to have a crack at a bit of a bogey side in uh, in the Gold Coast Suns. They've they've had the wood over the Swans here and there. So excited to see how they go. Four of the last six. Yeah, Four of the last six. How, how how does that happen? Because I don't think they've got that sort of dominance over anybody else. <laughs> well, I think whether it's a slight mindset shift from the players, but I, I make make no mistake, having Stuart Jew as senior coach, and he was in the fold uh, under John Longmire for oh, six or seven years. So you get to know, you know, the, his game plan intimately. You know what he's thinking in the in the coach's box. So that would play a big part in that, Richard. What about the Giants, Jude, taking on the Adelaide Crows this weekend in round one? Uh, how are they going to fare? Yeah, so the Crows will come across uh, and play the Giants at Giants Day, and tomorrow we'll cover that for Triple M. It's, um, I mean, the Giants are a bit of an unknown this year. They've had a number of players sort of move on, but that, that opens up opportunity. Mm. Um, I, I still think their midfield's super strong. They've Great. got a good balance of old and young. So I think they'll win that game. Why have they never really reached the level that everybody expected? Well, they did. Well, they did make well, the grand, they, they, the grand they, final. Yes, I know they made a grand final, but they've been that has been expected 
almost every season after their first couple, and it yeah, hasn't happened. Was, well, when they when they were gifted a lot of the the draft picks to get the the club stood up, there was like uh, people, there was pundits in Melbourne saying, "Oh, they're going to win eight of the next ten uh, premierships and things like that." That never eventuated because there has been an exodus over the time, but. The, the nucleus suppliers that they've got there have had a lot of experience. Uh, we spoke to Stephen Cornelio yesterday, and um, they've got Whitfield and the likes as well, and Toby Green. So I, I think they've got a, a good mix this year and under a new coach who's, who's given them a bit more freedom, uh, Adam Kingsley. So excited to see where they finish. I, I still have them outside the eight, but um, mm. they're, they're going to be on, on the improve. Jude, John Longmire came out during the week saying that Buddy Franklin is going to be a bit of a week-to-week proposition and that um, he could miss every four to five weeks. Ooh. Now, when you were playing, did that ever happen? And what do you think about this? Oh, I don't mind it, Gaz. He's 36. And I think he's he's been that player where uh, he's been able to just have an impact here and there. But you want to make sure he's right towards the end of the year. And, and if that means, you know, he skips a, a week here and there just to freshen the body up, uh, maybe not go on a longer road trip, maybe to Perth or the like, that's going to that's gonna all go well for the end of the year. So I think it's just good body management. That's the way, um, you know, elite sports operated these days. It's just making sure you've got your players cherry ripe. Geelong did that. Chris Scott did that with uh, Patrick Dangerfield and a number of players. And we saw Patrick Dangerfield miss parts of the season last year and end up winning the Gary Ayres medal for the best player in finals last, last season. Hey, um, the MCG, so the season opener, let's set the scene. I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this, Jude. Uh, what, 90,000 at the MCG, Rich, Richmond nice. Carlton, mm-hmm. uh, 58-all draw. Now, how does the AFL community sort of feel about that? Obviously, in the NRL, we've got the golden point. Does there need to be some sort of extra time, or is, is 90,000 people walking away from the G happy after that? Oh, no one's happy after a draw, but I'm I'm a traditionalist. I think absolutely fine to have it in home and away. You walk away. They've had they've had 120 minutes and they couldn't get a find a winner. Well, that's that's fair enough. But in finals, absolutely go to go to um, uh, extra time and find that that, that result. But uh, happy to walk away from there. It's a it's a unique thing in in our sport and uh, just leave it the way it is. No, I think it's 100. percent I think it, it's yeah, I agree with you. I think you've got your your 90 minutes to make it. Happen if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Mm. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, you did some wonderful work on Channel Seven last night, uh, Jude, and we know you got to catch a plane. So thank you for taking the time uh, with us this morning, Jude Bolton. Uh, we'll catch you on the rush hour from Monday, four o'clock. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, guys. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. All the big names. Big names. I'd like to hear some more opinions. Strong opinions. Just be careful of splinters if you choose to sit on the fence. Imagine the splinters. Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, and Brendan Anakin. Time to talk all things motorsport with this man. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Greg Rust joins us now. Morning, Rusty. Brendan, good morning. Do you need to do a little name check? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. I, yeah, I've got it right. I know my own name. It is Brendan Anakin. Yeah. Rusty. Are you Brendan Anakin? I am. I'm not going to give it another go because I've got it right once and that is enough. <laughs> Rusty, really a controversial start to the Supercar season in Newcastle. Shane Van Gisbergen, uh, we saw him win on Saturday, got disqualified, um, something to do with the, the dry ice, and then went on and won on Sunday. Now, the thing that I'm intrigued about, he didn't want to talk in the press conference. Was this just a dummy spit? I mean, in my opinion, this was not a good look. Candice, I reckon I'm going to go toe-to-toe with Richard on this one as we get this conversation underway. <laughs> I can feel how it's going to go already. So, look, uh, two sides to this. Firstly, 
Uh, as Mark Scott sort of pointed out in the broadcast, um, when you're the race winner or the champion, there is a uh, an onus on you to uh, talk in the press conference afterwards. Now, the grab or the clip that they played in the broadcast, I don't reckon offered context because Shane did then later uh, answer a little bit of a question to uh, to another journalist and he's since put out a very detailed thing on his social media. Now, this appears to be a kind of silent protest. He, he's a, a bit wound up, that's the way a colleague of mine has described it, um, about not being allowed to speak freely about the new Generation 3 cars and how he feels about them. They're not being gagged but they're being uh, encouraged to speak positively. Obviously, any business, when you go into a new a new phase, wants the, the code to be bright and shiny and, and pumping out good stories. But I believe that the, the sports people should always be able to speak with authenticity and, and frankness. It's not always going to be, um, uh, you know, smelling like roses. There's going to be little things when you've got something new that, that drivers have a, a, bit of, uh, a bit of angst about. I mean, no. two minds about that, right? because no. they that sport pays his salary. Right? Mm. If if he doesn't, if that doesn't take off with the public, there's no money for them all. Right? No one wants to be involved. So I think trying to promote your sport is generally a good idea. However, I think controversy and negativity generates as much interest in newspapers and websites as anything does, and that it's almost like no, as long as they get your name right. You know, it doesn't matter what you say. And I, I can see both sides of that. But the reality, my friend, is he needs to be able to speak his mind. And can I just put a little caveat in here? Uh, people who've walked away thinking that he's spoiled or he's whatever, let me tell you, that bloke actually does some quiet good behind the scenes with young drivers trying to learn their craft in Queensland. He never seeks a social media points or kudos for it. So to say that he's not a good champion... Uh, is not completely accurate, but I do agree that even the villains and those who've had a difficult relationship with the press in the past would have found a way to offer a comment in that moment. All right. Well, staying on the V8s, the uh, Red Bull cars were both disqualified from their 1-2 finish in the first race of the uh, brand new era. Was it a punishment that fit the crime? Most uh, fans, Brendan, say to me, no. Uh, Mm. They feel like it's not a performance thing. Why is this happening? But to the credit of the organisers, they are going to be very black and white very strict with these new rules on these cars. The designated area for cooling uh, under the regulations is on the passenger side. Um, they have put it in a, in, a, in a section between the driver's seat and the door on the driver's side, um, and that is meant to be free for safety, for side impact protection. Now, there is a bit of he said, she said going on in relation to whether they were allowed to do it. Right now, Cam Waters is the effective race winner. They've been disqualified, the Red Bull cars, but they are appealing, and that is going to be heard before the Grand Prix, and there's some talk around that new information will come to light in relation for that appeal. Bendix Brakes, put your foot down with confidence and uh, catch up on all things motorsport as well with that Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can find on the listener app. We'll catch you next week, uh, Rusty. Thanks, man. I'll have a little cup of tea. I feel like a bit on the high horse today. Sorry, <laughs> about guys. that. Thanks so much, Rusty. <laughs> See you, Rusty. Back to Deadset Legends on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, Brendan Anakin. Time for this. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's list of grievances. What's irking you this week? Now, my darlings, are you well aware of my position on social media? Yes. I think it's a net negative. Me too. For humanity. Yeah. Seemed like a good idea at the time, but it's turned very bad. Mm. I like you on social media. 
Um, this is a community service because there is one thing on social media that I cannot stand. And it happens more on Twitter than any other platform, I think, because I'm not terribly... But you're also afraid. not on Instagram, are you? No, I, I, I watch Instagram. Are you a Snapchatter? I've never Snapchat. <laughs> if he's not on the gram, he's not on the, the chat, I'll tell you that yeah. much. Anyway. What about one and I? No, only fans. Bimbo. Stop with the questions. Only fans? <laughs> I'll only fans. ask the questions only fans. here. He's got some nice feet, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> you could be on OnlyFans. <laughs> I saying. don't like a fake name hero. Okay. Right? People on Twitter, if you're not prepared to put your real name next to what you say, mm. you have no credibility. Mm. You're just a fake name hero hiding behind a pseudonym, a nom de plume, and your opinion means nothing to anybody. A sober... I wouldn't even call them a hero. They're not a a hero. No. They're just a fake name. Oh, they think they're heroes. Derek. Derek. That's great. (laughs) If you're just there saying, yeah, that's a great idea, Uh, I really like that, okay, if you use a fake name, fine. Mm. Why wouldn't you put your real name to that? But it's the people who put their fake name out there so they can get into other people, hammer them. Treat other people like dirt. Make them feel bad about themselves. They're cowards. 100% they are. And they should be stopped. They should be made. You should not be able to register on a, on a platform without proving your identity. Then watch people be not so brave yeah. I don't with their ag- great criticisms. I don't agree with you that often. But today, I absolutely agree with you. We're in this together. We're in. We're in. You in, Brendan? I'm in, brother. You're in? Yeah. Right. That's it, Legends. We'll catch you next week.